Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. I'm your host, Tim Hayden, and I'm really uh, happy to have one of my friends, Dave Merline, who is an attorney at Merline & Meekham in Greenville, South Carolina. So, Dave, welcome, and if you will, um, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Morning, Tim. Thank you for having me on your program. Um, Tim, I'm a, a Greenville native. Um, been practicing law over 30 years. My father actually started our law firm. Uh, had a great uh, working relationship with him, and I'm actually proud to say I've got a son working in the business who's been here about five years. Um, we have 10 lawyers in our firm, all of whom do the same thing, which is essentially uh, corporate law and estate planning. Uh, we do have a lot of experience in succession planning, both personally, uh, as well as uh, doing that kind of work for clients and individuals. Uh, that's great. And, you know, Dave, your story and my story is a little similar that you, you are in a family owned business, just like right. you're in a family owned business. And I'm third generation and you're the second generation, correct? And the third generation working there. So a lot of similarities. So that's really cool. Hey, well, our topic for today, we're actually going to do a two part series. So part one is, Hey, and I think, I think you opened it up when you were talking is a succession planning for small business. So Dave, we'll jump right in if you're ready. And our, my first question is describe what exactly is succession planning and why is it important to a small business? Uh, I think succession planning is really proactively determining what you want to happen to your business um, because it's inevitable that you're going to pass away. You might become incapacitated. So uh, you want to have a game plan in place for those two contingencies. And frankly, even if you, even if, uh, you didn't become incapacitated. Um, it's good to have a game plan in place uh, should you want to sell or transition to uh, next generation or to senior management or some third party. Okay, that's, that's in, uh, the, the question, the comment you said proactive. I thought that is really important. Yep. And I tell you, at, you know, with the weight of all the things that are going on with small business leaders and small business owners, you know, we've got to be intentional on getting things done. I think this is an important piece that hopefully our listeners can learn today about being proactive and putting a succession plan in place. So I think it's a really good word for our listeners to lean in on. I say it almost every month. So, hey, Dave, my next question is what steps would you recommend a business owner take to begin the process of planning their succession? Well, a good starting point is to sit down with your trusted financial advisors, typically that some combination of attorney, uh, CPA, financial advisor, um, and, um, and really just have honest discussions assessing your own company's strengths and weaknesses. You may be great in sales, uh, and if your company lost you as a salesman, who's gonna step in for you? You may not be so good at sales, you may be a great manager, a great leader. Uh, who's gonna take that role over? So I think it starts really with an honest assessment of your organization uh, and, and what it's going to take to run that business should you not be around. Um, who should be a part of that? So um, I heard you talk about a trusted financial advisor and having some legal counsel, but if you're a company that's, um, let's just say there's a 50 person organization and they may have a, they've got a group of managers, you know, who would you, recommend be part of that process 
if it's someone has never even thought about succession planning for? Well, initially, it's the owner or owners and, uh, and legal counsel, initially. Okay. Uh, now, once you come up with at least a tentative game plan, then you need to think about bringing um, the executive team in if you have one. Okay. Now, that depends on the organization. Uh, some uh, organizations that I work with don't want to really um, – don't want to open up so much. Other organizations are very proactive and want to get the executive team involved. And so I think that's uh, really on a company by company basis. Okay. And you made a, and you made a, your comment there um, really makes me think some, which um, some companies like to hold things close to the chest mm -hmm. and some like to be open. Um, do you, it, do you see it does one benefit the other or is there advantages or disadvantages for either one as they go through? Cause in my leadership journey, I'm far more proactive and being open with certain things than I used to be in the past. That's why I'm asking that question, Dave. Right. So my personal preference is uh, to get more people involved. Frankly, I think that it gives comfort to your executive team and even to your employees uh, to know that there's a plan in place. It's just that I've seen situations where the, uh, the patriarch or the owner just doesn't want to do that. He, he wants to ha have a plan in place privately, but he's unwilling to open up. Um, but I, I prefer the former. Okay. You know, um, and then even if you're part of a, um, if you're fan, if you're part of a, let's say, use me as an example, you know, we have some succession plan that we have in place that we've done, we've done ourselves, is that if you've got family, when you're having those initial conversations, no matter if you bring the executive team in or not, you should have the family involved in that or does it depend on how, that, how, how it's set up? Again, I think it depends. So if you have a young family, then no, okay? If you have, um, uh, if you have adult children, particularly children who are, I'm just going to say, uh, mature and responsible, Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that it's very good to have them involved, even if they aren't necessarily involved in the business. Uh, so I, I, again, I think it just comes down to the facts really. No, that's good. Hey, so once you, you know, once you meet with a trusted financial advisor, legal counsel and the owner or owners, um, you know, should anyone in the company know the plan? My preference is that, um, that they do. So just as an example, um, we might have a plan in place where if the owner dies or becomes disabled, that three or four or five key people um, move into, uh, a, a, I guess, a more important or a more uh, central role. And it's important for those folks to know. Okay. Um, so it's important to know uh, for example, who's going to now be in charge of sales? Who's now going to be in charge of financial decisions and those types of things? The, the one pushback I occasionally get is that uh, some owners are worried about hurting feelings, okay? Mm -hmm. Because uh, the your key management people may perceive their importance or their role a little bit different from how you do. And so in a sense, you're kind of telling them now what that is. 
you know, hey, unpack that a little bit. You've, well, been on okay. So I'm talking about that, hurting. Right? You know, I'm talking about hurting feelings. Yep. Okay. Uh, and possibly even having somebody leave you who thought that they had a greater future with you uh, than than you see them. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I think that it gets it gets a company adequately prepared um, to to spell out the roles in the future. You know, um, and, and again, we talked. You know, we talked earlier in our conversation about some business owners want to hold things close to the chest. Sure. Some want to, um, and some want to, you know, be transparent and open. I think this is a very. Um, I'm trying to think of the good word. This is just a. Uh, it's a. It could be a messy conversation. Sure, it can. You know, but I think that. But again, to me. Long term, I just think you're better off being more, the more transparent you can be. Again, you know, you, you're not going to tell every little thing you know, but the more transparent you can be, the better it can be as you move forward. But it is, this is a messy topic that I think you got to be, you, you got to have people around you that you trust. You can't tell tons of people this information because everyone doesn't need to know. They just need to know that, hey, there's a succession plan, it's in place, and if something was to happen, we pull out our playbook and we're able to go to that and then have, we may have one or two options and if let's say if we if someone from sales left or you know got uh unfortunately passed away whatever it may be they're going to be able to pull that pull the game plan out and have a plan to me i would i would personally much rather be in that situation than to try to figure out oh my gosh what are we going to do because you've probably been on both both sides of that right right yeah but i agree with you Tim. okay now that's good so for our listeners that are listening leaning in the more transparent you can be with a cert, with a small group of people within your company, the better off you're going to set your setup for you're going to set your set yourself up for success in the long right. run. You, you agree, Dave? Absolutely. And remember, um, depending on your family situation, uh, you may want to bring family into the loop. Yep. No, hey, and, and I, I do agree with that. Um, hey, Dave. My next question: What happens if someone in your succession plan leaves the company or passes away? Well, you definitely need to um, have a backup plan for that person. Really, kind of the bigger the bigger issue is you need to update regularly. You, um, and so, the succession plan in place that you have today may not work, or it, it it will evolve, and it may be different five years from now. And so, whether it's because a key person left, or simply the passage of time, you need to review and possibly update. How often do you recommend that you review and or update or do both? Um, I think you should review about every three years, even if nothing major has happened. I just think that it's good because sometimes you look back and you're like, okay, the decisions that I made in 2020, um, there, there were a different set of factors then, and it's now 2023, and so we may want to tweak. It doesn't mean that you're throwing out your, your plan or that it was wrong. It just it may just mean that we need to tweak or modify our update. Yeah. But I'd say about every three years. Okay. One thing that, that we do in our business, we do that annually. We just we pull it out. Even better. We Even look better. at it and because things do change. And I think that and the older we get, the faster times goes. And I just think that having a plan that you can execute, but also just pull it out once a year and look at your game plan and Think is there any changes? You know, we unfortunately we had one of our key guys that um, 
passed away at a really young age, our, uh, our second guy in command. And you know what? We had our game plan ready, and we had a couple of options. And we, once that happened, we were able to pull out the game plan, and we didn't have to make – we had already done a lot of thought, even when he was here, and he gave input. So, to me, that's being transparent and that's being vulnerable, but you're doing it to set the company up for the future. So, I think it's a good thing. Right. Right. Hey, Dave, um, if our listeners wanted to read or listen more on this topic, what would you recommend? Um, there's a good book, and it's called uh, The Succession Solution, uh, The Strategic Guide to Business Transition. Um, that's a good book. Um, the author is a guy named Bradley Frank, F-R-A-N-C, not F-R-A-N-K. Uh, you can get that on, you know, on the Internet. Uh, it's really not. Uh, it, it's not a heavy lawyer type book. Okay, it's really designed more for the business person rather than the lawyer or accountant. So I, I'd, I think that's a very good starting point. Probably cost you about fifteen dollars on Amazon. Okay, and you said that was called the Succession Solution. Yeah, it, let, let me tell it to you again. It's the Succession Solution: colon, The Strategic Guide to Business Transition. And the author's Bradley Frank. I think that's a good starting point. Okay. No, that's good. You know, and I'm sure I'm a podcast fan. I'm sure there's lots of podcasts that people probably listen to. They can just go Google uh, succession planning and find out a lot of topics there as well. I would assume that they could. I have not done that personally, but I assume they could. Uh, I, I agree with you. What I have found on the uh, on the free podcast side is that there's uh, not as much depth. Mm, that's uh, for example, I mean, what we're doing this morning, I think, has significant depth. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the two-minute podcasts that are out there are really just going to you know, just touch the surface. Okay. Now, hey, that's, that's good advice right there. So I appreciate that. Hey, so our listeners, don't pay much attention to the free podcast stuff. Listen to find, that side, find some things that have depth to it. And I think the succession solution can be a good starting point. So thanks for sharing that, Dave. Sure. Hey, so, hey, my last question as we start to wrap up, um, you know, part one of two of our podcast is uh, what's one piece of advice that you would give our listeners today? Well, I'm going to go back to the word I started with, which is to be proactive. I think if you're proactive and you're honest with yourself, uh, that, uh, that really you are, you're, you're making a gift in a sense to your, your employees and to your family. Uh, I, I think that, um, by being proactive and coming up with a succession plan, it really is going to be appreciated by your family, uh, by your employees, uh, by your customers, your clients, uh, and, you know, the people that you do business with. I think they will all appreciate it. I kind of look at it almost uh, from a stewardship perspective. Hmm. You know, that's good. And, and, and Dave, I'll, I'll add this as we're, as, we're wrap, uh, as we're closing up our podcast. One thing uh, that you mentioned in closing there was your, uh, your customers or your clients. How many people truly think about that through their lens? But, you know, I, I can raise my hand and say for our customers to know, we have a succession plan in place. You know, we have a contingency plan if something happened to our business, if a fire or something. But we also have succession planning if we have some key staff leave. That's a, that's a comfort feeling you had mentioned for your family and for your employees, but also for your customers. That's something we need to talk about today, but I think that is equally important because without our customers, we don't exist. Well, I agree completely. Um, I, 
many times succession plans are actually driven by uh, clients or customers asking the business owner, what's going to happen if you're not around anymore? Yeah, that is really good. So, so for our listeners, as we close up, I would, you know, not only do you want to do this if you're a business owner and your family owned business for you, for you and your family or for other owners, not only do you want to do it for your employees, you also want to do it for your clients or your customers that, you know, they're all equally yoked here. And I think that's very important. You know, I think, I think that's a big deal. So Dave, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us today. Hopefully that our listeners could lean in and learn a bit more about succession planning and take some next steps to put a plan together. Cause I think it's been very, very, very important. You're welcome, Tim. My pleasure. Yep. Hey, listeners, join us next month. Everyone take care and God bless. If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If there's specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them and we'll be seeing you guys next month.